Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Chad. Welcome to another episode of the Mission Daily. I'm joined by Stephanie Postles here in beautiful, sunny Palo Alto, California. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we decided to do an AMA, but we had one question that was just so good that we had to expand it out into an entire episode. So before we dive into it, just a heads up to everybody out there. If you have any questions, if you want your question featured on the next AMA, feel free to message us on socials at the Mission HQ. Send us an email, info at themission.co, or just uh, yeah, sit back and enjoy. All right. So let's start with this question, which was my favorite one we've ever gotten so far. It is from David, and he uh, DM'd me on Instagram, which is great. And he says, hey, Mission guys and girls. Love your podcast. They're really life-changing. Thanks, David. That's Yeah, very kind. Thanks, David. I've got a question for the next AMA. A lot of what you talk about is accelerated learning and how we can prepare ourselves and equip ourselves, which is awesome. I have two kids, a three-year-old and a 10-month-old, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we should be teaching or how we should be teaching them and how do we future-proof our kids today? Whoa, that's a a great question, David. That's a a deep one. And first, let me say, this is... um, not direct advice. I, I don't know. I don't have that much context and I really, really appreciate the question. But the only thing I can talk about, the only thing I can really share is uh, my own plants because we have a three month old yes, uh, baby and uh, baby Grayson is uh, doing well. Thanks for everyone that has uh, asked out there. He is happy and healthy. And I have I definitely do have some ideas and some plans um, as well as stuff does, too, that we've talked about that we're thinking about. So maybe, you know, through sharing our own story, we can kind of get to an answer and you can take and leave what works for you and leave behind what doesn't sound like a good idea. And Um, I'd also say that this is something you've thought about probably, I mean, years before we were even thinking about Grayson, you've talked to me about like how we should teach our kids, how we should raise them or ideas or what Piaget says, or, you know, (laughs) all these different things that you always bring into our conversation. That's all around like raising good kids and why you should have more than you know, why you should have kids in general or so you have a lot of thoughts on it. So that's why I love this. When I got this question, I'm like, this is so perfect for Chad. There's yeah, you had a a couple more, another uh, two or two to three layers of complexity there. So let's dive into it. So when Steph said Piaget there, she was referencing the developmental psychologist, John Piaget, who was uh, famous for many things, but among them studying psychology and development specifically as it relates to children and young people. And so for everyone that's listening out there, if if you're interested in that, if you have kids, if you're planning on having kids, or if you have anyone young in the family, maybe a nephew or a cousin or somebody like that, that you uh, want to help or want to get to some really, really good information that maybe you can pass to them or very subtly and carefully get in front of their parents. Not always the best idea to make suggestions yeah. to other. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not a way to make, uh, to make friends fast with other parents. But anyways. So I would just recommend looking up the work of Jean Piaget. And so just start with Wikipedia and you can follow that rabbit hole wherever it points you. Uh, But his work and study of play and how play affects children is really, really powerful. Um, The most powerful concept there for me anyways, has been the idea that through play, learning happens. So when you play, the more voluntarily the game or the way that a child is playing can be structured or unstructured in in this case, if we're going towards a more voluntary bent, the better. So what Piaget found in his study was that when analyzing games between children or even adults or, um, you know, teenagers, it's basically like as a game is more voluntary, meaning that the participants can come and go 
and access other games or create their own games. And they have other playmates that can join those games that are um, playmates that are of the same developmental capacities. And so playmates that are not obviously like, you know, violent if a kid is like um, (laughs) trying to hit everyone or if a kid is uh, unfortunately brought up in a home where um, hitting and spanking or violence or a lot of, you know, TV things are, are on the news. Obviously that's they're not going to be able to be the best participant in in a game, especially a voluntary game. You might have just uh, caused our whole audience to be split <laughs> because I know people feel very strongly about should you spank your kids, should you not spank your kids. So for anyone that Chad just offended, yeah, and I would just that. I would, yeah, that's that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But yeah. uh, generally, um, negotiating and uh, peace is those are things that we're really really bullish on, and I, I think that there's a bunch of literature and uh, scientific studies that support that. Um, We'll probably have an entire episode about that in the future. But the point being here that, you know, if you have a setup where someone can explore and they can continually find new ways of doing things, naturally that type of philosophy lends itself to every other set of skill development. And what Piaget found is that where games are more voluntary, all the participants are generally much better off Um, resources allocate themselves better. So whether that's sharing toys or uh, sharing ideas or, um, you know, that type of voluntary play can lead to much better conversations and much more interesting conversations as well. And I I think that this is a, that just the idea of play in general is something that has been lost where there are plenty of parents around us who are asking, you know, we have a three month old three-month-old and yeah. people are already coming up and bringing up in conversation immediately after they meet we meet them basically whether they're other parents or people in the area like have you have you thought about where you're going to send them to school yet have you thought about daycare have you thought about sending them to this preschool or that preschool you how to get about, into this like elementary school you like you need to be on applying. the list <laughs> yeah you should think about applying now meanwhile they don't know they don't know us they don't have any idea of what we're planning what we're preparing and this type of aggressive structure and it, it basically feels borderline predatory where people are going around picking out who's, who is a child and how can they recruit this child into this highly structured environment. Um, so just a word of caution, just because someone says that this is a Montessori school or this is a play-focused environment, it doesn't mean that's the case mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. It's just a word. And uh, Confucius said that the beginning of wisdom is to call things by their true names. And just because someone uses a word or phrase, it doesn't mean that their actions correspond to that. So I think that here, you know, in previous episodes, we've talked about how what some people refer to as paranoia is actually prudence. It's imagination blended with um, smart. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's, it's imagination blended with intelligence. I think that the more you can be proactive in protecting and thinking really, really long term about your choices and um, holding off on when you feel pressures from outside influences, whether they're other parents or friends of the family, you, you, know, you don't have to do what they say. You can take your time in deciding these things. I think that's that goes a long way. Additionally, let's talk about technology because technology and social media and you know the idea that you just put a tablet in front of uh, children or you want to get them, uh, they need social media accounts early on. <laughs> I know that's like ridiculous to a lot of people listening, but there are some parents that think that they're helping their child by getting them online early or getting them to use social media early. And to that, I would just propose Uh, study some of the people that invented this technology. Did they allow their kids to have iPhones? Did they allow their kids to use social networks? And the results might surprise you. Isn't that Steve Jobs said he wouldn't ever let his kids have an iPhone or? (laughs) 
I don't, I don't know if he said that, but uh, I would just challenge everybody to look, you know, look that up yourself and, you know, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> to draw your own conclusions. Um, because there's definitely a power that comes when you get really, really um, aggressive in seeking out the source material of, of these things and studying like, okay, what, what is a model for this? Like who, who is the happiest, healthiest, uh, most excited vibrant person I know in the real world. And then, you know, just reverse engineering, what type of things did they do early on? Did they use social media? Did their parents like not let them, you know, have that, uh, things like that. So I'm thinking about that. I really don't have any plans to introduce that, those kind of technologies into, uh, Grayson's life early on my, my own plans and what Steph and I have talked about revolve around introducing technologies that have a long proven track record. So technologies that have been proven track record of basically helping more than they hurt. So there are trade-offs for everything. And technology is kind of a, it's like a miracle worker in a sense. Um, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit shifty and you have to really determine, is this helping? Is it hurting? And then really think hard about what what type of trade-offs is this providing? So technologies that have been proven and tested by time, a great example is books. They don't have, there's not a way to just like tap away and get to uh, a video or anything like that. They force, you know, pace, patience, uh, concentration, and uh, generally uh, there's a, you know, a bunch of studies that show reading builds up gray matter in the brain and all kinds of great things like that. There are some very minor trade-offs to books, but I haven't met anyone that says, I wish I had read less yeah. <laughs> as a child. Um, so I would, I would study technologies like that that have been proven. Uh, and generally I think, you know, like physical exercise, suns, you know, sunlight, those things aren't going to go out of style. Yep. Agree. So we've got um, voluntary play or learning through play. Yeah. We've got studying what technologies you're introducing into their life. And then one that I was just thinking of, I'm reading a really good book called Scientists in the Crib. Oh, yeah, that's and right. That one's great because it's basically like a lot of people tell you that babies or infants or whatever, you know, they can't see you. They don't know what they're doing. They won't mimic you like they don't basically just like they're just a potato. Put them off to the side. And like once they're older, then you can start interacting with that them. Is, that is how a lot of people uh, treat their child. Yeah. yeah. When, when in reality, it's like, it, you know, if you don't invest that appropriate attention and everything early on in, in terms of like stimulating and talking and things like that, it can go south very quickly. So there are plenty of researchers that think that if a child hasn't fully got to experience play and, and reading and speaking and, you know, everything like that before the age of four, that they can be drastically stunted in the rest of their uh, the rest of their life, which is a, a scary idea. But you know, if you're, you're proactive now, that's a great thing. And really quick, I just want to throw out there. Uh, so right down the road, there's a couple of Stanford researchers that spun out a technology company that is it basically has a it's a wearable device that helps you monitor how many words you're saying to your child or infant per day. Because what they found in in studying um, basically the the traits of high performing children and adults was that uh, they all had the one thing in common where their parents had uh, spoken to them for about 2,000 words per day. So this wearable tracker helps you analyze how much you've spoken to your child. And this is something that I'm I'm always, always trying to do my best to talk to Grayson, whether it's reading or just you know rattling off different things and trying hard to articulate different syllables and making funny faces, trying to get him to laugh. Yeah, all those things. And just having him around us, like when we're in the studio, getting ready to record podcasts and things like that, just having him in the environment, I think is really good. But yeah, this- Yeah, just around the work environment. Yeah, yeah. this that book though, I would definitely urge people to check it out because it kind of goes through all that and it debunks every 
every kind of like I view it as a negative thing that people have said, like what babies don't understand and has you view them in an entirely different light and ready to really just jump into their baby life and be a part of it and thinking yeah, very differently than maybe what your peers might be telling you is possible. Definitely. So with that, we're going to see you next time. Yep. Thanks, David, again. If you have any more questions, uh, make sure you let us know at the Mission HQ and we will see you next time. See ya. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.